Good morning, everybody. Welcome to New Vine Community Church. We're very happy to have each and every one of you here with us today, and welcome to those who are watching online today as well. All right, I'd like to invite everybody to stand. We'll have a word of prayer, and then we'll get started with worship. Lord, we want to thank you for bringing us all together here today safely. I want to thank you for everything that you've done in our lives throughout the week and everything we know you'll continue to do. We just ask that you come be in our midst today as we worship you. In your name we pray. Amen. Water you turned into wine. Open the eyes of the blind. There's no one like you. You shine, and out of the ashes we rise. There's no one like you, none like you. And our God is greater, our God is stronger. God, you are higher than any other. Our God is healer, awesome and
Take a second, turn around, and say hello to somebody.
My name's Allie, and we're glad you're here. If you're new here, go ahead and pick up one of these forms from the seat back in front of you, fill it out, and drop it in the offering bag as it goes through. We will be cooking hot dogs and helping with the Franklin Trunk or Treat at Franklin Park this coming Saturday, October 21st from 4.30 to 7. Come help us serve Franklin. Help us feed a needy family for Thanksgiving. As a church, we want to feed 100 families this year, and we can do it for $30 per family. If you want to help, give the money to Chuck, or you can give online. Just choose turkey as the giving type. Thanks for helping us feed families for Thanksgiving. The annual hayride and bonfire is tonight at 5 p.m. Bring a friend and some food to share. Join us for an evening of fellowship and fun. See you there. Thanks for watching the announcements. If you need any more information, go to our website or pick up a bulletin. Thanks for being here and enjoy the service. Good morning, kids. How's everyone doing? Good? <clears throat> Excuse me. Hey, ride tonight. Dress warm. Bring food to share. If you want to bring hot dogs, we'll have a grill. We'll cook them. So it's good. And bring drinks. And if you want to do s'mores, how many like s'mores? Yeah, bring s'more stuff. I don't do s'mores. <coughs> I eat this stuff before. Um, if you decide to follow Jesus not been baptized, uh, we're going to baptize the last Sunday. We, we do it inside. Unless you want to go to the creek, but you know, we, it's a little chilly. So uh, that's the deal. Um, let's say a prayer, and we'll take up the offering. So, Lord, just thank you that we can give to you. I uh, thank you gave it all for us in Jesus' name. Amen. There we go. I'm on. All right. Uh, Mark's supposed to be here preaching today, but he's sick. <clears throat> so he calls me 
20 minutes before church <laughs> this morning. And it reminded me when I was 20 years old, I was a, a assistant pastor at a church and, uh, the preacher called me and he said, I'm going to the hospital. You're going to have to preach today. There's some guy I promised him I'd preach on heaven. So you got to do that. And you got to go in and get my sermon notes in my office and do that. So I went into his office and opened it. I couldn't read his writing at all. <clears throat> so I preached on something else. The guy who came to hear the sermon on heaven didn't come that day. And there's a scripture verse that says to be instant in season and out of season. So I'm going to preach Mark's sermon. Not as good as Mark, but, but, uh, cause I do things, I do things, I'll make a point and then I underline it. He makes whatever and then does the point. So, so we'll see. It worked in the first service and no, I'll do great. Yeah, I'm sure. Right. Right if you find work, Chuck. So let's, uh, <clears throat> let's, uh, say a prayer and let's just be quiet for a second. Just kind of settle down and then ask the Holy Spirit to come and then uh, I'll say a prayer and then we'll start. Be in our midst and uh, <clears throat> speak to our hearts. Help us, God, to to take Jesus serious and that we would just live this stuff out. In Jesus' name, everybody said. <clears throat> we started a series three weeks ago called What If Jesus Was Serious? And uh, it's based on the Sermon on the Mount. And uh, <clears throat> a lot of times people will read the Sermon on the Mount and they'll say, well, those are great things. Let's, let's try to be like that, you know, and, and all that. And Jesus wasn't saying any of that. He's saying this is how you are. You know, if you're going through, uh, it, it hit me, blessed are those that mourn, because <clears throat> you know my situation. I've had four people in my family die this year. And, and I thought, well, how, how can someone who's mourning be blessed? You know, because he said, blessed are those, the poor, blessed are those who mourn, and all those kinds of things. And, and, uh, what I discovered is this. <clears throat> As you go through things, God's right there with you. You don't go through it by yourself. Jesus said, I'll never leave you, forsake you. And so you are blessed because you have his presence. If you're a follower of Jesus, you you have His presence, you have the Holy Spirit, and so so all these things are are, are a blessing that we go through, and so uh, so we've been talking about that and trying to live these things out, and so we're going to continue today uh, and, and talk about what if Jesus was serious, okay? But my point, the last point I made, my first sermon I did this was, what if Christians took Jesus serious? <laughs> you know, Jesus was serious, by the way, uh, but but Christians, you know. We are cultural Christians and we are consumer Christians in America. Okay? And so it's, it's, it's like whatever's convenient for us. Uh, but being a follower of Jesus is an everyday thing. I always tell people, ask, invite Jesus in your life, get baptized, go to work. Take care of your family. Be a good neighbor. Do something cool in the community. This, this week, the Franklin baseball team. Back there, right? Wave your hand, the coach. Uh, there's a, a, a league in, in uh, Springbrook called the Miracle League. It's for handicapped children. And so the Franklin baseball team went, and they, they each, each guy assigned a buddy. And um, I told the one of them, my, my granddaughter Samantha's there, and my grandson, they're autistic. And so Samantha runs, literally. 
the whole time. So I, I picked one, one of the kids said, you, you be Samantha's buddy, but you, I hope you're in shape. <clears throat> Cause she ran. Then there's another kid named George. George is my favorite. You like George Kyle? George is, he, he hits the ball and then he throws the bat and then he runs and he runs with his arms like this and he's flying along between second and third. He starts stripping <laughs> and he starts shedding his clothes. And I said, please God, don't let him, you know, let him get home before he's done. So, 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 but, but what they did is what we're supposed to do as Christians. You know what I'm saying? It's not rocket science. Take care of neighbor, volunteer, serve, serve people. And, and so Jesus was dead serious about uh, living this stuff out. And it's just being a servant. I talked to a person in between the services today about servanthood. That if, if as you follow Jesus, you, you want to serve people, you know? And, and so anyway, so we're going to start out in uh, chapter 5, verse 21. Here we go. You've heard it said to people long ago, you shall not murder. And anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to a brother or sister, Raka, uh, or Raka, like you got to spit to say it, uh, is answerable to the court. And anyone who says, you fool, will be in danger of the fire of hell. Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar, and there remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to them. Then come and offer your gift. Settle matters quickly with your adversary who has taken you to court. Do it while you're still together on the way, or your adversary may hand you over to the judge, and the judge may hand you over to the officer, and you may be put thrown in prison. Truly, I tell you, you will not get out until you've paid the last penny. We live <clears throat> in weird times. You know, I, I go home for lunch, try to every day, and uh, like on Monday, the grandkids will be there, so I'll go home and... I'll eat lunch, then I'll tell them a Bible story, then we'll play the guitar and we'll sing, and then I'll leave Liz to deal with them, and I leave. But usually when I go in for lunch, I watch Gunsmoke. Gunsmoke. You guys heard of Gunsmoke? If you've not heard of Gunsmoke, it's a great show. Matt Dillon and Chester Orfestus, one of their main duties is burying people. I mean, every time. <clears throat> but but I've come to, to believe that we live in Dodge City today. The world is crazy. And... and uh uh, it, it's just different. And so, so our, you know, our, our question is, is today is this, what does it look like to be a Christian in a culture of outrage? Because it's like everyone's mad. Everyone's doing crazy things. And so, uh, as, as we try to follow Jesus, we have to live in this Dodge city. We have to live in what's, you know, in this crazy world. So, so here's a picture. <clears throat> I think I wrote the year down here. Um, Maybe I did. Yeah, 2013. <clears throat> in 2013, we have people in our church that concealed carry people and all that stuff. And I don't think you even have to get, I don't think you have to go through anything now, right? You can just kind of walk around like Liz and I went to Kentucky two weeks ago to buy a tombstone because of all the people in my family died. I went to buy a, 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 a grave lot and then I went and bought a tombstone. So we're eating at the wigwam. Okay. Dixie knows the wigwam. It's a great restaurant in Ravenna, Kentucky. And here comes a guy in and he's got guns. And I'm thinking, I ain't saying nothing to this guy. He just came out of the mountains and he's, and he's wearing guns, but we live in Dodge City. And, and, uh, so concealed carry far out, whatever. In 2013, in some different states, there was a law that was passed. Can blind people get a concealed and carry? Okay. And it passed in some different places. And, and uh, uh, 
to me that's scary. You may think that's a great thing and, and, uh, but, but I, that, that's just kind of scary and, and, uh, uh, we live in a world like that, um, and it's, and it's, and, and we're afraid. There's so much fear in, in, in the world. And the world's crazy right now too. It's, it's been crazy. It's just getting crazier. And, uh, Jesus says this, I tell you anyone who's angry, well, yeah, if angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Jesus is saying that, that we need to watch it. We need, we need to back off. We don't, we as followers of Jesus don't need to buy into this culture. Okay. We are counter-cultural people, if that makes any sense. Jesus was, when he came in the world back then, he challenged the culture, he challenged them to change, he challenged the religion and everything, and tried to encourage them to live a different way. We as followers of Jesus need to do the same thing. And, I, and Liz and I were talking about it on the way to church, because churches do all kinds of things to get people to come in, okay? Um, you know, they buy different things. I get, I get things in the mail every week. Do this, do this, do this, and, you know, give us some money and we'll tell you how to fill your church up and stuff like that. And, and the problem is in America, we're consumers, you know, so we're always trying to, you know, appeal to people like that. And, and as I was thinking about it, thinking about church, the early church didn't do any of that stuff. The early church, it was the way that they lived that was attractional. They didn't like, I grew up in a Southern Baptist church, so we would go out on visitation. But know what visitation is? You go out and knock on someone's door, cold turkey, like the Jehovah Witnesses do, and then talk to them about Jesus. And they're, they're not ever happy to see you. Okay? The early church didn't do any of that. They didn't have any gimmicks. They didn't try to get people to come to church. This is what they did. They lived in such a way that they loved each other, they worked hard, and they were, they were a positive influence in community. People saw them, and they wanted to be a part of them because they, they loved each other. And didn't Jesus say the only way people would know we're Christians is by our love for each other? And so, so it's, it's a lifestyle. And so if we as Christians buy into the culture and act just like everyone else, you need gimmicks to get people to come to church. You need stuff to con them to, to come in. Okay. I think that's all baloney. We, we need to follow Jesus. And Jesus says, you know what? We need to not be like that. This, this is the deal. If Jesus was serious, then we'll not cultivate our anger. We'll, we'll learn to deal with it. Now, when I was a, a, a kid, I had a temper. And I had a temper because my older brother would torture me and not help me. <clears throat> and he would do a thing. This is gross. He would hold me down and he would spit like he's going to spit in my face. And then he would suck it back up. That's gross. And I just wanted to kill him. So once I grabbed a brick, you know, and did whatever was around. <coughs> so I used to have a, a pro, an anger problem, right? They'd go through anger management. Uh... But as I started to follow Jesus, it went away because I started to grow in, in my relationship with God. And, and, and I didn't allow people's stuff to, to, to do that. And, and if we're serious about following Jesus, we're not going to uh, cultivate that. We're going to go countercultural. We're going to try to work on this relationship and we're going to love the people around us. Does that make sense? And so um, that's the deal. Okay. Um, Jesus said this again, anyone who says to a brother, Raka. Is answerable to the court. The term, the term raka is a, a term of contempt. Okay? Um, it's just, it's, uh, it's, you're disgusted with someone. Um, show you this picture. Degrees of contempt. Okay? It kind of starts out with annoyance. You know anybody who's annoying? Probably me, right? And if you don't know someone, you, you might be it, right? It kind of starts out with that and then it moves to anger. And then it moves to rage. And then when it gets to contempt, it drops. <clears throat> the reason it drops is this. You don't care. 
You don't care about that person. You don't care what happens to that person. You're not bothering them anymore. Anything could happen to them, you, you could care less. That makes sense? And Jesus is saying that we don't need to, to be like that. We don't need to get to that place. We don't need to, to allow those things to take over where we, we don't see people with God's image anymore. We just, we don't care what happens to them. And, uh, because we've lost sight of who they are, that they're, they have God's image and they're His image bearer and, and we don't care about them anymore. And so Jesus says, you know, don't, don't allow that uh, to happen. Don't, uh, call them a bad name like that. Um, to get to that spot, like I said, we just have to, to, uh, we have to quit seeing that, that they're an image bearer of God. If Jesus was serious. We'll recognize every person's valuable. Every person you see is valuable. You don't know what's going on in their life. You, you don't know what they're carrying around. You don't know what's happened to them. Right? If I hadn't told you what I've been going through, you wouldn't know. Because you'll ask me, I am, and I'll say, I'm fine. Which I am fine. Unless I told you about four people in my family dying this year. You wouldn't have known that at all. Okay? I don't know what's going on in your life. You don't know what's going on in other people's life. When you see them, you have no idea. And so the deal as followers of Jesus, we have to see that every person is valuable to God. What, how do we know they're valuable to God? Because he sent Jesus to die for them on the cross. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. And so we need we need to see that. Still here? Mark usually says, do you need a commercial yet? So... <clears throat> I don't know if he ever gives us one, but um, Jesus said this. Any one of you who says you fool will be in danger of the fire of hell. Now, there's different Greek words for hell. In the Old Testament, I don't think the term hell even occurs. Uh, it might, maybe. Uh, but but the, the Greek word for hell, the, the, there's a place called, called Hades. A lot of times the New Testament will talk about that. And Hades is a place of departed spirits. And the Greek word is, is Hades. We get the word from that. But there's another term for hell, and, it, and it's Gehenna. And there was, there was a place um, uh, where they were ch- ch- child sacrifices and then all kinds of pagan things. And then, and then it finally became this. It became a dump. It just was a place outside of Jerusalem where they just would throw garbage. And, and, uh, and, and Jesus is saying, you know what? You're going to end up, your life is going to be like a dump. You're going to, you're going to be <clears throat> experiencing a living hell if, if you always treat people contempt and, and you could care less about people. And Jesus tells them just to, just to watch out for that. Um, there's another picture I have. It's the fruit of the Spirit. Only it's a new fruit of the Spirit that we as Christians have added in modern culture. We got love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, outrage. Right? Uh, faithfulness, gentleness, and, and, uh, what's the last one? I can't see. Self-control. We as followers of Jesus in our culture, in, in America especially, have bought into this stuff. You know, you know what I'm saying? That, that you can't tell a Christian from a non-Christian. And a lot of times, you know, Christian, and I, you'll ask non-Christians, they've done different polls, ask them, what do you, what do you think a Christian is? Or how do Christians appear in our culture? <clears throat> They'll say they're, they're prejudiced. They're racist and they're angry, you know, and condemning all, all kinds of things like that. And, and what's happened in our culture is Christians have bought into the whole the whole thing. They've been sucked in, and and so a lot of times outrage will be even from Christians that they allow the anger to take over, and that's totally the opposite of what Jesus is saying. Um, we have to learn to just just to follow Him, and and uh, we need to stop uh, <coughs> doing that. If Jesus was serious. Next slide, Pat. 
then we'll con- that we'll not contribute to a culture of outrage. We'll be different. We should be different. Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers, right? Uh, we, we should be, we should be loving. We should be accepting. We should be forgiving of people. Now, this is totally, totally countercultural. It was countercultural when Jesus was alive. It's even more so today that Christians are supposed to be different. And so we have to, and I'm going to be done early. You guys care? Okay. So I want to make sure you don't get upset with me if I don't preach a long time today. So, okay. Some people are, you might still make the breakfast bar at Frisch's. I don't know. Okay. Um, We don't need to contribute to it. We don't need to, we don't need to buy in it. We don't need to join in. Okay. And, and things get crazy. <clears throat> We're moving toward political season. Just shoot me now. If you have a concealed, just shoot me. Okay. Because Christians get, it all gets crazy and people start taking sides and people start hollering at each other and condemning each other and all this kind of stuff. And, <clears throat> um, it, it's just crazy. If we are really followers of Jesus, we're not going to buy into this culture of outrage. We're going to, we're going to learn to live by the fruit of the Spirit, which is love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and meekness and self-control and all those things. So, what do you do when it's really bad though? Because sometimes it's really bad. What do you do, uh, with people when, when it's really bad? When you, when you really want to do that? Well, Paul says this in Romans 12. Don't take revenge. My dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it's written, it is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. Now, growing up a preacher's kid, <clears throat> you have a way to twist the Bible to your to your liking. For example, turn the other cheek. I'm going to be talking about that next week. <clears throat> this was our deal as a teenager. <clears throat> you only have two cheeks, so they hit this cheek, that cheek, then you can nail them after that. <clears throat> right? Uh, but that's totally wrong. Okay. But then, then, then I got more spiritual and I thought, well, who can get them back better? Me or God? <laughs> Which is a horrible way to think too, right? <clears throat> but, but the deal is this. We don't need to buy into all this stuff. We need to learn to love people, accept people, forgive people. And I know there's horrible stuff that goes on. Um, <clears throat> I remember a bunch of years ago, there was a shooting in, in, uh, in Pennsylvania at this Amish school. You guys remember that? <clears throat> and the, the, the I, th- I think the shooter was even maybe killed. And the Amish people went to the funeral and they did all these different kinds of things and forgave the people. And the news people just couldn't figure out what to do with that. They just thought, this is crazy. Why would you do that? They did that because they were followers of Jesus. I know that's hard. And, 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 and how, how can we even do that? The only way we can do that is the Holy Spirit. As we have the Holy Spirit because he can help us to do that. <clears throat> I've told you the story before about Cory Tin Boom. She was the lady who was a, uh, in a prison camp. Her, her dad, uh, well, their, their, her dad made clocks. It's a movie called The Hiding Place or a book. And, and he made clocks and they would hide Jewish people out from the Nazis. And then they got caught and they were all thrown in prison. And I think everyone died in prison but Cory. The dad died, the brother died, the sister Betsy died. And by a mistake, Cory got released. And so she went and she felt that God told her or Betsy told her, go around the world and tell her story. And and so she was speaking at this place in Germany and uh, she um, was talking about forgiveness and talking about different things like that. And then she looks in the back and she recognizes this guy in the back and he was a guard from the prison camp and something just 
happened to her. He came up to her at the end of the thing and stuck out his hand. He said, Sister Ten Boom, I'm a follower of Jesus now. I want you to forgive me. She didn't want to. You know, but she said when she reached out her hand and touched his hand, that she felt God's forgiveness. That she took she took the step and then the Holy Spirit helped her. A lot of times as we go through the different things, we want to react a certain way. But we're followers of Jesus. And we have to act with love, acceptance, and, and forgiveness because we don't know what got, what's going on in people's lives. Um, we don't know what they've been through, <clears throat> you know. So we have to just love them. And, and, and we can't do that on our own unless we yield to the Holy Spirit. That we ask the Holy Spirit, I can't do this, you know. Uh, I want to knock this person out. Okay, but Lord help me not. Does that make sense? This video I've shown a million times. I, I like it. I didn't show it in the first service, but I mentioned it, so Pat found it for me. And uh, this this kind of shows you how we're supposed to be and what people are going through. Kid, every time I'm pulling out, he's right there. Man, and someone needs to talk to his parents if they're ever at home. What is up with the traffic today? It's always, every day, this intersection's always crowded. I hate pulling out of here. I need some of these dumb roads. Oh, there's... Oh. <laughs> okay, so I'm not even here. Right. Great lady. The princess of parking. Oh, sure. Take the spot. Way to be considerate. Oh, are you kidding me? Unbelievable. Oh. Thank you, ma'am. Oh, it's about time. Let's see, what do I want? Uh, yeah, can I add a cookie to that order? Yeah, no problem. Yeah, uh, no problem, only guy in the world. I'm sure you need your cookie. The world? Your oyster, and he's serving your cookies. Thank you, Thank you so much. Uh-huh. What can I get for you? Uh, yeah, I'll have a tall decaf macchiato. Yeah, sure, no problem. Three eighty-five. And uh, it might take a few minutes here. We've got quite a line, obviously, and thanks for your patience. Great. Yeah, <laughs> great. Great for me. Waiting again. Unbelievable. What? What am I supposed to do? How can I how can I do anything about that? Can I even help with that? Oh your copy, sir. Oh. I, I can't I can't take this anymore. I gotta get out of here. Hey, watch. 
Hey, buddy, come here. Isn't that cool? If Jesus was serious, we wouldn't buy into all the craziness. We would start to love people and see every person as valuable. And that we would love them the way that he loves them. So two questions. What's God saying to me? Maybe you got issues with anger. You know? And, and the second question is, what am, I, what am I going to do about it? So let's just bow our heads just for a second and think about that. Amen. Sounds like some kid's done already. <clears throat> the deal is that we need to come to that place that we invite Jesus to come into our life. Okay, it's not rocket science. You invite him to come into your life, get baptized, get up and go to work. Love God and love your neighbor. And <clears throat> like I said, the early church was contagious because they loved each other. And uh, they would get together. And every time they got together, they would share communion. They would eat together. They would fellowship together. They would touch people's lives. And uh, that's how we're supposed to do. So each week we do communion. So if you have one of these, you can open up the top and the bread comes out and then you flip the next thing in the, in the juice. <clears throat> so if everybody has one, give it a try. They're, they're, these are better than the old ones. And when you use the term communion, you hear the word community there, that we're part of each other. You know, we not only have this relationship with God, we have a relationship with each other too. So each week as we do this, we always say the Lord's Prayer together just to center our hearts. And you'll notice it's our Father, it's not my Father. And it's forgive us, you know, as we forgive others. So let's just say this prayer together. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. So Mark always says, Glory to the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. On the night Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and he broke it. He said, This is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup. He said, This cup is a new covenant. New relationship in my blood. The Apostle Paul writing to the church at Corinth said, As often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we're proclaiming the Lord's death till he comes. We remember what Jesus did and we're reminded of what we're supposed to do.
Amen. So let's all stand. And if you want to grab someone's hand, you can. If you don't want to, don't. We quit touching each other through COVID. We didn't even come together. We were on, online. <clears throat> Remember the hayride at 5 o'clock? Uh, uh, next Saturday are, is our men's breakfast at Frisius at 8 o'clock. And then next Saturday night, we do an outreach. Franklin has a thing called trunk or treat or whatever. They're not doing the pumpkin roll thing this year because the city's, the street's supposed to have been tore up, but they messed up on their estimates. <laughs> so anyway, so they, they ask us to, will we come and cook hot dogs? Which my son, my one son went, okay, they ask you to do that to feed the city. But anyway, because he knew that I'm not getting all that stuff. So he said, yeah, we'll, we'll feed the city. So, uh, so if you want to come help do that, Saturday, is it Saturday night? From 4.30 to 7, we'll have the big truck down there, and uh, we'll feed the city hot dogs. We'll see how they multiply, right? All right. Let's just close in prayer. Lord, we love you. We thank you that you loved us first, that you gave Jesus for us. So, God, as we go from this place today, help us not to buy into a, a culture of rage. Help us, God, to be followers of Jesus, that we love people, that we would see every person as, as an image bearer of you. That every person is made in your image, that we would love them and accept them and forgive them. So use us up this week to be your hands and feet. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen. Amen.